Hi guys, welcome to Back to the Beginning, a podcast by Beginning Boutique where we hit rewind on the lives of all your fave influencers, models, social media gurus and more. So pop on your headphones, turn up the volume because this is your exclusive access to the advice, life lessons and never before heard learnings from our guests. Hi guys, welcome back to Back to the Beginning and welcome to the show, today's guest, Alex Davidson. Hi! I was literally with you last week, it's so sad that we have to do this on Zoom now. Um, we were shooting our About Last Night shoot, which is going to come out on Monday, but I miss you already. I'm so excited. I know, it was so much fun. It was so good. To jump straight into it, the question I ask everyone at the start of every podcast, what were you like as a child? Okay, this is so wild. I was an only child, so I was kind of just, I don't know, just, I was like outgoing, like kind of loud, but not, not crazy. You just don't super give chill. me only child vibes. Really? No, I definitely have only child syndrome, like 100%. Everyone tells me that. Oh, really? Um, I have two older stepsisters as well, um, but they came in the scene like maybe when I was five, so... I, ha- I didn't have to share for five years and all of a sudden like I was sharing rooms and I was like this is like not it. Okay well maybe the <laughs> fact that you on? had stepsisters like kind of mitigated the only child syndrome because I definitely know only it children me and you don't seem like hugely only child vibes. Um, oh my god thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry to I'll all the it. only children out there who are like I'm really being slated on this episode. Fine. True. I'm one of them slightly. <laughs> what do you think was the most interesting thing about the way you grow up? I was thinking about this before. Probably I'm like literally the only person in my family with red hair. Any everyone is like blonde. My dad was red when he was my age and then he turned like dark brown, like like a brown colour, like nothing nothing orange about him. So everyone was just like, Where where did you come? Like and all my stepmom, my stepsisters, all blonde. So everyone was like, you just look so like not a part of your family. Did you ever feel like, I guess, self-conscious about that or was it just something kind of like funny? No, it was just funny. Yeah. Uh, You grew up in a smaller town on the Central Coast. Did you grow up in Newcastle? Yeah. So I've been in Newcastle literally since I was born um, and I've just like hopped around the suburbs but I haven't ever moved out, which is wild. How do you think growing up somewhere like Newcastle, like it being a smaller town, how do you think that kind of shapes your your life, how it is now? Um, You definitely have a close network from like an early age. Like everyone knows everyone in like small towns, I guess. It's not tiny, but it's not like, it's no Sydney. Mm. So it's still very like everyone's connected in some way. Someone's related to someone or it's crazy. But I think, yeah, probably just like you have, you never feel like unsure about like, going to anywhere you are you're always going to know someone wherever you go kind of thing I feel like it's just kind of like a reassurance thing yeah where you live it's kind of wild yeah 100% and what was your high school experience like high school was chill I was like non-ater I knew from like year probably like year nine or ten that I was just like not into any like third what would you call that like third like tertiary education tertiary Tertiary. I knew it was three something (laughs) um yeah I definitely knew that I didn't want to do any of that so I was just kind of like non-HR straight to the formal sorry dad for the school bill just for that but (laughs) no but I feel like even if you don't do ATAR I think it's still really important to stay Mm. if you want to to stay to high school 
till the end because about going through that experience with like your your whole cohort like sometimes you've been with them for like five years ten years I think it's really still important even if you're not into the academic part of school did you ever think about going to uni you ever enroll I enrolled once it was like right at the start of COVID and what was I I watched oh my god I watched Suits and I was obsessed and I was like that's what I'm doing more like, no one can tell me otherwise. Like, I'm about to become a lawyer. And, like, no one can stop me. So I did one semester of, like, Open Foundation, which is, like, yeah, it's the pre-course to get into uni. So I did that. And I loved it. I was, like, passing everything, like, thriving. And then I'm a very, like, hands-on learner. Like, I need to be in the classroom. I can't do anything online. I just get so distracted. And then it went online with COVID and that was, I was like, I have to tap out. I did not go to one lecture. I was just like, no, this is not working out. And that was the end of my uni career. Yeah, I think once COVID hit, like it really just changed university and like tertiary education, like the whole experience. I can't believe that you watched Suits and was like, I'm going to do law so hard. I did like two years of law and I had to tap out because I was like, girl, this is too much. And then, so obviously, your law career didn't work out. You you didn't become a solicitor or a barrister, but you did get into modelling and you got into social media through modelling. Can you talk to me about, like, the journey of starting doing that? Yeah, I was at a cafe with, like, my nan and pop. I was probably, like, 13, 14. No, probably, like, 14, 15. And we were just out for coffee and one of the local photographers um, she had like kind of her own management. She just managed a few girls on the side because she was a model when she was younger. Um, she came up to us. She sat down at a table. She's like, I'd love to shoot you. And so we did a couple of test shoots and then she just like started getting me like a couple of jobs. Um, and then as my like following just like gradually grew, it turned into like more influencing than modeling, if that makes sense. But that's, yeah, that's how I got started. It was literally just like a random lady at a cafe sat me down. She was like, hey. <laughs> Was it ever something that you had been interested in before? Um, not really. I didn't really put a lot of effort into any of my socials. I was definitely excited when she like approached me and I was like, well, this is fun. I feel like at such a young age, you kind of just are like, whatever happens, happens. I have no idea what I'm doing. So it was just, yeah, pure luck. And like at the time that you started also posting and doing social media while you were still modelling, did you have like a fully formed concept of what an influencer was and like what an what it meant to be an influencer? One hundred percent no. No, and I feel like even still I'm like I don't even know like what I'm doing. It's um yeah, and especially coming into it like and starting when you're like a little bit younger, it's you're kinda just like copying and like looking up to all these older girls who like they're in such a different world when you're like 17, 18 to like 24, 25. Like they're doing completely different things. And so you're kind of just like winging the whole thing. But Yeah. Mm. I also think on that looking up to people who are older when you're a little bit younger, 17 to 24 is not that big of an age gap and actually grow that much. But in the sense of I feel like you mature so much in 17 to 24 and so many big life happenings happen in those formative years. You know, people graduate uni and friends move away. And like, I think there's just so much change. Like you, there's so much change between those times. Absolutely. And especially with social media, especially with like the internet, 
everything is always changing and like algorithms are always changing. So like the actual definition of what an influencer does is constantly changing. So I can imagine it would be really hard to keep up with that and kind of like define your job, not only to other people, but to yourself. Yeah. And there's also like the whole other thing where like, someone at 24 might be getting married and then you're like 17 being like, oh my God, so I've got to be married at 24. But like other people are getting married at like 35, like 60. Like there's not, it kind of looking up to certain people, you're like, I want to be married by this age or like I want to have a kid by this age or have my first house. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it just, yeah. I feel like from a young age, you're kind of looking up being like, I have to do this by this time. And then you get to that age and you're like, wow, I am nowhere near that. Do you feel that pressure? Because you're 23 now, right? Yeah. Do you look at, I guess, maybe some of your other friends who have quote unquote regular jobs as in like a nine to five? Do you look at them and I guess feel like you're not on the same level or like you're living a different kind of life? It's definitely different. My best friend from high school had a baby last week. Um, And like, it's just wild to think that like, I'm nowhere near like wanting that or like being capable of doing that. But the fact that that's someone else's path at my age it's just yeah it's crazy I I know that you also have friends in the influencing industry now as well do you think it helps to have that balance of friends in the influencer industry and then also friends from high school so that you do still have that balance of people who maybe understand your job a little bit better and then also still reconnecting with who you used to be yeah absolutely I feel like there are certain things about this job that when you speak to people that aren't in the industry, they kind of just like don't, they can't grasp the concept and can't get their head around what you're even talking about. And then you speak to people in the industry that like know it and they understand it and like your friends and it's just like, it's it's a lot easier and better kind of advice in a way because they kind of know what's happening more in that situation. I can imagine it would be sort of isolating because obviously every job has its own niches. Like if someone who was an engineer tried to explain to me what they do at work, I would have no idea. (laughs) But I guess they get to go and be in an office every single day with other engineers. The thing about you guys is you don't get to go and be surrounded every single day with other influencers. You do have to be very motivated and I do struggle with that sometimes, especially when it's like a nice day or like you've got like events and stuff like that, like with family and friends, you know, I've got like deadlines, I've got things to do and you have to motivate that no one's there. They, or like, I'm going to have a manager, but like she's not physically in my room being like, come on, like get this done. Because you used to work part-time at a retail store like last year while you were also influencing. Are you still doing that? Yeah. I feel like that is my social side of things as well. Cause if I was like locked in my room um, or like just doing like a hundred percent, like, they'll probably get a point where I have to. It is hectic at the moment, but I I love having that time just to serve and like, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a social thing. My friends at work are like so much fun. Now that you do modeling and influencing, is there one that you like more than the other? Oh, it, it depends. I love like influencing in the fact that I can be creative and like I'm taking my own content in my own locations, like my own hair and makeup. But then there's also like the side of modeling where you can get like insane teams. Like you guys literally like the vibe at shoots is so much fun and like hair and makeup slays and like you look incredible. 
and everything's kind of like done for you. Like, here's your next outfit, like put this on, we're taking you to your next location. Let's talk about the shoot last week. Um, so we shot our About Last Night shoots. It's kind of like our New Year's party kind of drop. Obsessed. It drops on Monday. How did you find the shoot? It was incredible. Uh, no, the vibe was so good. Like we absolutely had so much fun. We had Guzman to start. Like hair and makeup was incredible. Really light. Like I was like, whoa, like are we even doing any makeup today? And then I looked at myself, I was like, is that? Is that me? Like, is that okay? It was not. What was your favorite piece from the collection? Um, the white two piece, and it has like the diamante straps and the like the belt kind of thing that goes around the skirt. Oh my god, insane! And the shoes were like these like silver with the bows on the front. Like the whole fit was just like nuts. I'm obsessed with that set as well. I feel like that set is going to be like the set of silly season. Work Christmas parties friend mess, Christmas cocktails with the girls, Christmas day, if you're doing like something fancy at Christmas day dinner, like that set is just perfect for like literally everything. Let's move on to your traveling now. You recently had your hot girl summer moment in Europe. Um, Is that the first time you've been to Europe with friends? Like talk to me about your traveling experiences before that. That is my first. Oh, actually I did with a couple of girlfriends we did Bali but that was my probably like first like proper because that was just like a week just for like fun this was like my first yeah. proper like three week like we're off um it was good fun we packed kind of like a hot girl summer booked a little bit later than hot girl summer so if you are going in September it is slightly cold and please pack more than one pair like more than one pair of jeans Oh, that's my actual worst nightmare. I hate being cold. What was the your like favorite place that you went? Favorite place was probably Paris or London. Both my first time in like both of the places, and the vibes were the vibes were it. It was same temp in both places, so same outfit struggles, but just like the shopping and the food and like just like the culture. Yes, French people are like slightly not the vibe sometimes. <laughs> especially when you can't speak their language, which I probably should have done. But, yeah, they they kind of just make it the whole, the whole vibe. Hey, guys, just popping in here to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of Back to the Beginning with Alex Davidson. You can use the code ALEXPODCAST15 to get 15% off your orders for the next two weeks. And don't forget to rate us on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us grow. Now back to the episode. Something you do post quite a bit about, and that's your relationship. So your boyfriend, Jai, often appears in your TikTok videos. How long have you guys been dating? We have been together for five and a half, no, five and a half years, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's how yeah. old were you when you met? We were probably like 16 when we met. And then we started dating at 18. And how did you guys meet? We So we both went to Christian schools. Um, we had mutual friends. And he came to youth group. I was like really into youth group on a Friday night with all my friends. And so we, he's like the biggest atheist ever, but we met at church. 
Yay. That is like so wholesome, <laughs> like weirdly wholesome. You were like the most, I feel like that is such a you answer. Like you were just such a wholesome person. If you said like you met at a club or like on Tinder or something, I would be like, that is so out of character for you. <laughs> meeting your boyfriend, meeting your atheist boyfriend at youth group is the most you answer I've ever had. Oh, I know. Every time I say it to people, they're like, there's no way. And I'm like, yeah. So obviously he was with you before you sort of got into this industry. What was his reaction like when you started posting TikToks and things like that? And did he was he immediately like, I want to be a part of them? Or did you have to kind of like coax him to be like, let me film you for a second? Yeah, absolutely hoax. Like he, he has a lot, he like gets stage fright. He's still like sometimes awkward and like nervous in front of the camera. Um, he's gotten a lot better like in the I reckon the past like six months he's like come out of his shell a little bit more but like when it first started he was just kind of like that's good like don't come near me I always see the comments being like where can I get myself a jive like all that kind of stuff I'm like so cute so everyone go to youth group if you want a jive go to youth group I love that and what's your favorite date night date night is just like movies what did we have the other night that was really fun? We got Domino's, no, Pizza Hut the other night. And you can get the Hershey's like cookie cake. Absolutely, like so good. So we just did like a fun like movie night. We put the projector with like a movie. What did we watch? Puberty Blues. He'd never seen it before. I put it on and I like all the sayings that he's like heard. You know, like you just say like random things from Puberty Blues all the time. And he was like, oh, like, that makes sense. Like, that checks out. I've heard that. Yep. (laughs) I was like, yeah. He's just been saying them with no context, like, just trying to be part of the joke for so long. Yeah, he's part of it now, so that's good. I love when boyfriends really try and get in with the sayings, but they don't quite get it. I've been saying, like, you ate for ages, like, kind of as a joke, but now it's, like, kind of becoming serious. And I always (laughs) say, oh, I ate. And the other day my boyfriend tried to use it and he finished his dinner and he was like, I ate. And I was like kind of that's like kind of the way it works like also not really a bit dicey there I don't think you fully understand I think it's for the girls only maybe just leave it for the girls are you a big like do you guys like going to the movies or do you prefer to like stay in stay in probably unless it's like a really good movie what did we go see last time we went to see the minion movie I think it was and that was I like only kids movies this is the thing, like, he's, like, into, like, the crime and, like, the thriller. I, like, anxiety attack, anything mm. past, literally anything past, like, a PG. Yeah. I'm sweating in Kung Fu Panda. Like, I'm not kidding. He's, like, I'm, I'm literally the worst person to watch a movie with. Like, give me a rom-com, that's it. Who would you say are your biggest influences in terms of style and, like, clothing? Okay, I was thinking about this as well. I can't pinpoint one to be honest I'm more of like a Pinterest mood board Mm. and like it could be like someone I've never seen before it could be Kendall Jenner it could be like Matilda Jerf but it it varies I'm like not like I'll go to this one person for a fit it's just like I'll just scroll and if I see something on a random stranger or screenshot it and that's our inspo for the week yeah I love that more of like a vibe um your looks in Europe were iconic what are some summer staples that you think we'll be wearing for like the coming months here in Australia? Um, I feel like mini skirts are definitely in, like the low, low waisted ones. Obsessed with those in like cargo, parachute, denim. Um, I'm loving like lacy kind of little singlets. Mm, I don't know cute. what you call those. Like I like bought like 
Yeah, I bought so many camis from Urban Outfitters over in Europe. Like, it was insane. I have them in every colour. Um, I feel like it's just going back to basics. Like, it's not, it's not kind of overthought your outfits anymore. It's just, like, denim, little white tank and some sandals with, like, a statement bag or something. Are you doing anything with your friends for, like, Friendmas this year? Yes, I literally messaged my friends maybe like an hour ago and I was like, hi. We usually do a beautiful like dinner and everyone brings something. I bring potato bake. That is Love. my specialty. French onion soup with cream. That's literally all it is, if anyone wanted to know. Um, but yeah, so I, everyone just brings something and a couple of our friends have been renovating their house. So we just um, put like a beautiful spread on there. So I messaged an hour ago and I was like, hi, what date are we booking in for spread? And I'll see you at your house. <laughs> I love that. And what vibe do you think you'll wear to your friend miss? I like something comfy, like a bodycon kind of vibe. So you can eat and like feel comfy. I feel like Christmas is like food coma vibes. So if we can wear something that's going to stretch with us, it's probably the best thing. Do you know that black long dress, the beginning dress? Yeah, the Melrose. Yes. We have it now. You'll be so excited to hear. We have it in like every color. We've got it in black, okay, we've got amazing. it in white, we've got it in pink, we've got it in khaki, we've got it in like light gray, dark gray. Oh my God, Slay. I agree. That is literally the perfect Christmas day friend mess. Like if you are eating this silly season, you need that dress. Even Christmas day, you could do that. And you can dress it up because you could do heels. Like if your friends are going like dressy, but you could also do like literal slides and it's fine. Yeah, or you could do like sneakers and like kind of go in between. I put a I put a baby tee under mine the other day and it absolutely popped off. Like I loved it. Cute. That's like so Rachel Green of you. It Is did. Rachel yes. Green from Friends? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It gave that 100%. Okay, let's talk beauty. Um, you made a TikTok the other day where you spoke about your hair color being something that you were kind of self-conscious of for most of your life and like we spoke before you were even saying that you didn't even have like other family members who had the same hair color but now it's like a massive trend to have red and copper hair what are your thoughts on that I kind of love it um only for like my younger self that there wasn't a lot of obviously social media wasn't as big and there weren't a lot of celebrities with like red hair or people that you could look up to and so I feel like now it's becoming normalized to like that it is kind of beautiful to still have red orange like copper hair um and I it's it's nice to see like people embracing their natural color and wanting to be that color because that's not something that you would ever have seen when I grew up I felt like no one wanted my hair color and it was just kind of like (laughs) unlucky but yeah it's it's so nice especially for like younger girls in school that would like have felt how I would have felt. It's it's nice for them to have that kind of encouraging, like it is cute, people are dyeing their hair that colour. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Is, was there something that happened that made you feel like your hair colour wasn't attractive or wasn't as good as like other hair colours or was it just maybe like something, like a general commentary from society? It was more just like general, like you just, I feel like you in growing up, like there's obviously like Ask FM and things like that. If you are young and you don't know what that is, it's just like a question box thing. <laughs> um, but like people would be like, like hottest blondes and brunettes in the year. 
and like it would never mm. it would never be like redheads or like, You're like what about redheads? Yeah, like, am I cute? Like someone's like, hello, put me in a put me in a question box. Um, and so it was, yeah, I feel like just things like that, like small things about okay, like not in that again, like not cute, and just yeah, you just could tell that the girls with like the blonde or like the brunette hair were always like the most sought after. So you just didn't mm. feel that cute. And now everyone wants your hair. Slay. While we're on the topic of hair, everyone always wants to know how you do your hair because you always have the nicest, like, bouncy curls. And I saw the other day that you posted a tutorial online and Matilda Jerf commented on it and she was like, love this. Yeah. You've been blessed by the hair angel. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, I was like wildly chill about it. Because I think I was still half asleep when I saw it. So I woke up and I just like checked it. And I was like, oh, hi. And then everyone started liking it. And I was like, oh, my God, cute. Like, slay. <laughs> um, it's more just like a literal curl. So we just do a curl and then we brush it out with a barrel curler, like a thick barrel curler. That's literally all I do. I'm going to go home and try it and probably fail miserably. You'll kill it. I want updates. I want updates. Okay. I'll make sure that I send you updates. Alex, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you as always. I absolutely love you and adore you and I'm obsessed with you. And I know all of our listeners will be so excited to hear your story from how you got into this industry and where you are now. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. I love this.